In this video, I'm going to demystify investment banking. Uh, the general public's view on investment banking really is essentially, this is the highest paying job that you could get out of college. And you're gonna probably work a lot of hours. But there is more to it than that. And without further ado, let's get started. So first, what is investment banking? Investment banking is really essentially capital market services for companies and capital market services essentially is helping companies buy or sell pieces of themselves or buy or sell debt of themselves. If you had to translate what an investment banker does on a consumer level, investment banker is the equivalent is say if you're buying or selling a house, they're your real if your realtor and your mortgage lender are the same person. But instead of buying and selling houses, they're and financing houses through mortgages, they're buying and selling companies and they're financing it through bond offerings on the exchanges or privately held debt. Uh, banking is fundamentally a sales job like being a realtor, especially on the higher levels, such as a managing directors at these big investment banks. Uh, so with that out of the way, why do bankers then work such long hours and why do junior level bankers get paid so much if they don't have the connections or the expertise that senior bankers do? Well, let's first start with what junior bankers do. Uh, investment banking, again, is similar to a lot of modern day realty practices. It's not really just one agent or broker anymore. Like in the old, old days or at the very small level, Investment bankers are known as business brokers, and it's just one or two people who structure these deals for smaller level clients. But on the larger level, this role is split up into teams, and the lower levels are analysts and associates. And their job is to put together pro forma financials and other pitch decks and other supplementary materials needed to make a persuasive case that their client is worth a certain valuation if they're representing the seller or if they're representing the buyer to see why the bid that the buyer is going to make makes sense. Uh, usually investment bankers are retained by sellers but they could also be retained by buyers. And the stuff that bankers do if you look at it just as some more essentialist point of view it is really just simply managing these deals and selling pieces of their company, like IPO. An initial public offering is selling a fraction of the company on a publicly listed exchange where the investment bankers will go on roadshows and present to institutional and high net worth individual investors the case of buying the stock when it goes public. Uh, raising debt is the same thing, except it's with debt markets instead of listing on exchange and M&A is simply selling a company and, but it being bought by another company instead of going onto the open exchange. So it's helping companies buy out each other, which is all kind of the same thing in buying and selling businesses. Or if when a private equity firm does it, that's also acquisitions. But instead of a strategic buyer, it's an investor buyer in the case of a private equity firm. So the lower level people at the bank, what they do is they put together the pitch books and then the marketing material and the back end paperwork and all the other stuff needed to make these deals flow 
and so that the buyers and sellers can have a better understanding of what they're buying and they try to make the case of whatever price either party wants. And so that's what they do. And so then why do they work so many hours then? Why is this so difficult to be done? Uh, the reason for that is twofold. First, it is because of short deadlines. Uh, the market moves fast and these deal makers want to buy at a certain price or sell at a certain price before the capital markets possibly fluctuate in a way that it'll make the deal more expensive or if the seller's case, the price goes down and it's less appealing. So there is a time constraint naturally built into this. And so a bank, the senior bankers are meeting with the parties to negotiate a deal. And then they will tell the junior people, look, we need this pitch book done by the next morning at 5 p.m. the night before. And so even if the workday was fairly slow to start, now that you have a big deal coming, you got to scramble to get that out in time. It's kind of like having to write an all-nighter paper in college. The other thing that um, drives bankers from being paid as well as they do get paid is unintentionally lowering the amount of people you hire on your team. Because part of the way these investment banks, particularly the bulge bracket banks, sell uh, you hiring them versus trying to sell it yourself or using a smaller, more boutique investment bank is with the fact that their staff is filled with people who have prestigious degrees from Ivy League universities and the best and brightest people work at our company. And if you want the best and brightest people from the top schools to work at your bank, you got to pay them a lot and you got to pay them a lot more than at some other job, which may be more socially prestigious or more cool or have a better work-life balance or other things. And the way you can make that work while make the economics still work for the bank is by hiring a lower amount of people than you would normally if you were going to run these people on 40-hour work weeks, but just work them more hours so that they can earn the pay that way. Like for example, let's just say a banker makes $140,000 a year out of college. Base 100K, bonus $40,000. I mean, the range, according to Wall Street Oasis, was like the message board where people geek out about trying to get jobs in investment banking and other finance uh, professions. Really, for a, a, an analyst, which is the first level, it's like the average base is maybe 100 to 120K a year, with a bonus being 50 to 100K a year. So, Let's just say they make about like 140,000 because it's kind of a, it was a slow market last year for for IPOs. Uh, if they're working 100-hour weeks at that salary and they get two weeks vacation and are working 50 weeks a year, uh, that is the same as making about $28 an hour. And if you make $28 an hour at a normal 40-hour work week job that is only about $56,000 a year. Let's just be generous. Let's just say they're at the top end of the range and somebody's making $200,000 a year and they're only working 50 weeks a year and they're working 80 hours a week, which is more than usual people, but that's actually kind of on the light side for some of these big investment bankers. That's $50 an hour. 
And $50 an hour, uh, a 40 hour a week job is only $100,000 a year. And especially with how inflation has happened recently, there are plenty of other jobs that you can get, especially if you have the degree and the prestige requirements that these banks have for their employees that pay that or more and work half the hours. So that is why the bankers get paid as much as they do. It's because you're working them really hard and they're working long hours. And that is what it takes to attract talented people to do that versus other jobs. Now, with that all as from a perspective here, and also just given the volatility of the investment banking industry, that's why the, the half their pay is in bonuses because if you have a good year for IPOs, that can be a lot bigger and you have a lot deal done. And if you have a slow year for IPOs or just or mergers and acquisitions and things, that number can be a lot lower because there just simply wasn't enough profits to pay out those bonuses. Um, so, they, it, and by taking that volatility risk, a lot of finance professionals get paid more because they're willing to handle the fluctuations and pay versus having a slightly higher base salary with more fixed or lower bonus structures. Uh, so the bottom line is, would I recommend being an investment banker? Personally, I never wanted to be an investment banker. Uh, the idea of the working that many hours and doing the basic math that I just did in this video turned me off from it from the beginning. Um, and what I like about the financial markets really has little to do with what's going on in you do in investment banking because investment banking is again more deal making and and presenting pitch books and things like that versus macroeconomic research and analyzing specific stuff in the public markets, which was more my interest for my career. So it wasn't an appeal to me personally. And if you're somebody who has, say, like a lot of student loan debt or has a passion to work in private equity, and this is the, um, the career path really that tends to provide the most exit options if you want to end up working in private equity, then investment banking may not be a bad place to start. You'll make a lot of connections. You'll make a lot of money. Uh, and you'll be saving probably a lot of money because you won't have much free time to do fun stuff. Um, however, there's a psychological and physical cost often to people's health because of investment banking. There's people who've gone to the hospital or even died because of being overworked in investment banking in the past. And so there's a trade-off. And I just didn't really think it was worth giving up all that time, particularly in your youth, just to slave away at a desk for that extreme level. So I personally don't find investment banking worth it. But if you, again, if you have a career path that wants to be in private equity, or you just need to make money as fast as possible, and you have the skills or the, um, the level of academic prestige to get one of these higher paying banking jobs, that may be for you. Uh, but overall, that's my thoughts on investment banking and my demystification of it. Let me know if you have any questions uh, about banking or anything else involving capital markets. Uh, and thank you for watching.